Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers. Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, pumpkins, and welcome to the very first day of Pride. Hi, everybody. It's Pride Month. But it's like literally the first day of Pride. It's June 1st. Yeah, yeah. No, the the calendar was on our side this year because we can literally celebrate all of the weeks of June with an episode. I know. And I will. I don't know when New York is having their Pride, but I will be in the city June 14th and 15th. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I am not, I'm a bad gay and I don't know, but um, I won't apologize for that. I'm sorry. I don't think that makes you a bad gay. I think that just means that they didn't send out the newsletter yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but you know what? I didn't, I didn't give them my new address. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. Where's your gay leaflet? Oh, God, I don't know. We should get some gay leaflets. Yeah, why don't we have a gay leaflet? I don't know. A uh, gay of the month. Why aren't we like going door to door and dropping things off? That's the gay agenda. That is the gay agenda. Have you heard the word of, I don't know, share? Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like share is the most iconic gay icon. Mm. Um, So here's the thing. Okay. In my infinite wisdom, I just Googled LGBT Pikachu. Okay. (laughs) And um, I'm underwhelmed by the results. I thought there would be some, like, cute, like, Pride Month Pikachu pictures. And it's not that there aren't some options, but I feel like there should be more. There's just not enough. Oh, man. Like, what's up with this? I mean, obviously... There's a really cute picture of a little Jigglypuff waving a pride flag. And then there's this, like, little picture of a Pikachu with a rainbow tail. And at this point in time, those are my favorite. Um, There's also a Snorlax with a rainbow bow tie. That's also pretty adorable. (gasps) To be honest, um, I've been trying to plan, like, a Pokemon tattoo for a little bit now. Because I just... That is my youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I spent way too much time playing Pokemon as a kid. So um, the fact that you said Snorlax with a rainbow bow tie, sign me the fuck up. Oh, there's also a Charmander with a rainbow flame tail. Oh, right. you so should get I, one of those. I, uh, oh, okay. So never mind. <laughs> there's, a Bulbas- there's a Bulbasaur with a rainbow flower on his back. Okay. Oh. Bethany Hendricks, are you listening? Okay, never mind. I Take these things into into consideration. Yeah, no, I I'm actually very pleased with the results now, though. So um, apologies um, to Google. Not that they care uh, because they're a multi-billion-dollar company. But um, this all. Oh, wait a hot second. You know, Jinx, like the drag queen Pokemon. Yeah, Jinx Monsoon, sure do. <laughs> yeah. It's like basically Jinx Monsoon actually in real life, but there's a one of 
Jinx in a rainbow dress. Oh, (gasps) I'm going to have to download all of these and make a slideshow for Instagram because I cannot. Oh, my God. I'm in love. I haven't even seen them and I'm in love with them. They're they're pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Um. Secondary thing, tertiary to our gay meeting. Um, Drag Race finale was this week. I was not upset with the result. Me either. I'm very happy. After everything that did happen this season, I was really expecting to, like, not be happy about the outcome. And therefore, I did not even watch the finale live. Um, I still haven't, but... Because I'm curious, I googled the next day who won. Mm-hmm. And um, hi, our podcast is full of many different types of spoilers. Um, so if for some reason you don't know who won yet and you don't want this to be ruined, hit the 15 second fast forward button. But um, I did not expect for them to actually let um, e- e- Yadley win. But yeah, I was very the confused. Fact that they did. Um, I'm not gonna say it like, you know, erased the wrongdoings of the entire season because that's not what happened. Um, however, I am very happy that out of the four that could have won, it was her because. I, as soon as Silky was eliminated, I was immediately relieved and I did not care who won. Oh my God. Yeah. So the one thing, the one gripe I do have, of course I haven't watched it yet, but like, I feel like they were setting up for there to be a lip sync battle between Silky and Evie this entire season. 100% without Um, a doubt. And like, honestly, I'm kind of mad that didn't happen, but at the same time, Given Silky's actual lip syncing abilities, which in comparison to her smack talk is not that great. Um, no. I, I have a feeling they didn't actually pair them up because if they had, it would have been really fucking awkward. <laughs> um, so congratulations, Evie Oddly. I'm very happy you won. Um and I hope you do something really great with your year as the current reigning. Um, Better than Aquaria, hopefully. I mean, you know, Aquaria is one of those fashion queens that just looks pretty and has probably crafted a career much like uh, Violet Chachki's. Oh, for so, sure. You know, like, good on you. But... Um, Honestly, I'm waiting for any of the actual winners to, like, do something super impactful, like, mainstream. And, like, yes, I would say Bianca Del Rio is a fantastic businesswoman. And, like, so is Bob the Drag Queen. And um, Oh, yeah. They're very business savvy, which I feel like has, like, Bianca Del Rio, I feel like, is the hardest working drag queen I've ever seen. Next to Tracy Mattel. They don't stop. Right, and, like, you know, like, I'm sure Bianca Del Rio is, like, really doing okay now. Because, like, she's constantly on tour. If it's not her own show, she's doing other shows. And Absolutely. But, you know, like, at, at this point, I feel like the person who's broke through to the mainstream the most is... Oh, 
that's not even true. I, Trixie Mattel is who I was going to say, but I was going to say who hasn't won is Trixie Mattel. But then I like, I guess I had a lapse in memory and forgot that she won All Stars. Um, but maybe that's because it was not the expected outcome of that season. Um, uh, as much as I love Trixie Mattel, hashtag Shangela was robbed. I mean, to be completely fair, everyone when that season was airing was like, Bendela Cram, who's Bendela Cram? Why is she so good? And like, I was sitting here like, hi, everyone is talking about how Bendela Cram like dropped off the face of the planet. Ever since she got off the show, she's been producing and creating her own fucking stage shows. Like, she's fine. Yeah. Oh, she is mm-hmm. taking her sweet time. I think she's doing another thing with uh, Jinx this summer. Probably. You know. I mean, they're. I think they're BFF. I know they're. They work really well together. Well, and um, the whole reason think- we're coming to New York is to see Jinx Monsoon. I've never seen her live. She's. She's good. Yeah, we're going to Joe's Pub. So if you want to come with us, that's where we're going to be. Uh, I love Joe's Pub. I've never been, but I'm very excited because I moved out of the metropolitan area before I was of age to mm-hmm. be able to go out and do stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm very excited for us to possibly possibly be moving to Chicago soon. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, because that's where all the drag queens are, man. That's what I want. Um, but also, super congratulations to my personal fave, Nina West. I cannot say enough good things about her. Oh, yeah. She's also going to be fine. She was in Cleveland last night. Yeah, beach. I didn't go because I was busy seeing Rocket Man. Um. That's how I kicked off my pride. I went to go see Ma and uh, Rocket Man. Because if those two don't speak volumes about who I am as a person, I don't know what does. I mean, Olivia's Olivia, Olivia. not Olivia, um, Octavia Spencer and, you know, Elton John. However, I mean, from my perspective, I would agree with you that it was a fantastic way to launch your Pride season. Um, But mainly because one, in my mind, I am a mother. in my actions so ma you know that that that's okay i don't know where i'm going with this but my ultimate point here is um not only do i want to see rocket man because i like elton john but also because what's his name taron or tarim whatever the uh, fuck uh egerton or something yeah well him i don't know his name off the top of my head but he can get it every day of the week um and I want him to be more than just my, you know, LGBT ally. Yep. Um, Taron Egerton. And let me tell you, he played... I I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference between his portrayal of El- Elton John, like, physically, like, in the face. Mm-hmm. Or, or no Elton John, because it was amazingly done. They have very similar bone structure. I'm very pleased with it. Um, go see it. Give give whatever your local movie theater is ten bucks. Go watch it. Yeah. Well, um, Arthur and I have nothing to do tomorrow, and I might surprise him with a movie. Um, but I'm really conflicted because we could do a double feature, I suppose, of Rocket Man and Detective Pikachu. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. But like, I, like if I had to choose between those two right now, that seems like a Sophie's choice. And that makes me sad because I have not seen a movie in like a really long time. Like I think the last movie I saw in theaters, oh no, wait. It was not when I saw Us With You in Cleveland. It was Avengers. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that still was, like, over a month ago. Yeah. And, like, we keep saying, like, oh, we want to see this. Oh, we want to see that. And then we just don't have the time and our money to go because movies are fucking expensive. And, like, so is life. That's why I bought the AMC Movie Pass and never looked back. (sighs) Yeah. So, wait. Not hashtag spons but also if amc wants to sponsor us please contact us please um i already pay for a subscription but like yeah. i will promote it for free because i enjoy it that much so so my question to you is do you and leanne both have your own pass yes okay so that was that was my main confusion because I was like, yeah i already have an amc stubs membership i might as well just upgrade but then i was like wait No, just upgrade. Just do it. Right. But then I was like, if it's just for me, then that means also Also, Arthur Arthur has to get (laughs) his own. uh, So have you ever watched um, Difficult People on Hulu? Um, I've seen like parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. Okay. Well, there's an episode where Julie, um, (laughs) uh, she auditions for like an svu type of show yeah and she was like accents are all the rage right now so i'm gonna pretend like i'm from australia Mm -hmm. but but her accent makes her sound like she's you know developmentally disabled and they feel so bad that they write a small part for her thinking that she's developmentally delayed, but then never actually tell her that. So then in the show, like when, like when she's like recording the show in the show, her, her part is she's, she's a clown that's passing out balloons in central park. And she goes, balloons, balloons. (laughs) And she goes, balloons are good for friends. And when I said Arthur, it sounded very much like, the balloons voice. <laughs> Can that be the title are- of this episode? Balloons are good for friends. Yep. I mean, yeah. Why not? Because fuck I, it. Like honestly, what the fuck else would the title for this be? Um, I don't I know. Don't- but you want to tell them what we're talking about this week, other than gay stuff? Because oh, I mean, hi. Who cares? It's Pride Month. We started out with homosexual Pokemon and we went from there but um anyhow I'm pretty uh, sure the episode should be called a homosexual Pokemon we have multiple options um it could be a title and then a subtitle like I don't care but we should probably integrate all of that and um getting back to the matter at hand this is a horror podcast (laughs) and um all of the weeks of Pride Month we are going to be uh celebrating dissecting and reading movies of the lgbt variety every week a different letter from the acronym will be touched upon so this week um 
the movie that we're discussing puts the L in LGBT. And that movie is the recently released Netflix original movie, The Perfection, um, which was a lot better than I expected. And I also believe this is the first movie that we're doing that's like a streaming service original movie, right? Um, I believe so. And we weren't originally going to do this. We were going to originally do one of my favorite kind of like slashers, uh, High Tension. Right. Because High, when you think of lesbian horror movies, how do you not think of High Tension? It's usually for me between High Tension and May starring Anna Faris. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a movie. That's a movie. But um, this is kind of along the same vein as May in a way. I I would agree. Yeah. Um, it's different. Uh, I saw a lot of mixed reviews for this, which I was kind of confused about. Because the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, stuff is happening. Stuff is happening. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of things are going on in this movie at any given time. Which is like... I don't want to say it's a gripe of mine, but it's at least a concern. But it comes together in a really neat package at the end. Yes, I was going to say, even when all hell is breaking loose, then they do a really good job of, like, pausing and explaining what the fuck is going on. Um, Because there's literally multiple times in this movie where you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they literally pause, rewind and explain what is happening um but you know like when it comes to specifically netflix horror movies and again not spons but netflix if you want to sponsor hashtag spons slide into them dms or email us at copulatorsdiversepodcast at gmail.com because yes please um that was a bold plug it was but you know if Netflix is listening, then that's fantastic. If not, oh well, whatever. I didn't hurt anyone. Um, like, to be honest, to be honest with you, Diane. <laughs> do you remember? I've, I use that regularly, so thank you. Yeah. Um, anyone to who be honest with you, Diane, I am actually a horse. To be honest with you, Diane, I am very surprised. That was like, I am very surprised. Was that like the first season of Family Guy? Oh, maybe. Found? It was like one of the very early ones. But yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the best written jokes. <laughs> to be honest with you, Diane. Okay. I'm actually a broom. Um, yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? That's when Family Guy was still like pretty good. Um, yeah. It probably must have been season one or two. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to keep thinking about that now. Anyway. <laughs> um... Anyway, Netflix horror movies, the original Netflix horror movies, are, like, kind of hit or miss. Because I was listening to another horror podcast, actually another gay horror podcast, Friday the 13th. Hi, boys. Um, Hopefully we can figure out a collaboration soon, if you're listening. Um, But anywho, um, they were talking about The Ritual, And, like, they were very fairly saying that, like, the larger chunk of the movie is, like, enjoyable, but then, like, the end was kind of crap. And I Mm -hmm. don't know, but I was like, oh, like, I I will watch this movie. So then I did, 
And I, I, I turned it off twice because it just got to the point where it was like, I know what's happening. This is stupid and annoying. Um, like I've seen this movie before, so I can't with this. Um, and I feel like that's typically my reaction overall with Netflix horror movies. Um, but then I saw the cast for The Perfection and I was like, well, I really enjoy Allison Williams. And as I told you, Ash, I will openly admit that I have a pretty big, like, girl crush on Allison Williams. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So I was just like, let's, let's try this out. Let's see what happens. And I was not disappointed this time. So maybe Netflix is getting their act together and making more intriguing and original um, original content. So hopefully uh, the, their next horror movie won't be bad. Um, but uh, Jesus Christ, Nick, use your words. Do you even have anything to say here? I don't think I do. I think I'm just going to cut myself off because I feel like I am rambling... I'm rambling, period. It's okay. Uh, so this so this movie, Allison Williams from Girls, which is a fucking terrible TV show, and you can fight me on it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Logan Browning from Dear yeah. White People, amazing Netflix original. Uh, they are both cellists under this guy named Anton, played by Steven Weber. Um, so... Sh- when you first see what's going on, Charlotte's mom, played by Allison Williams, Charlotte's mom passes away. She leaves this music academy that she was under the tutelage of this guy named Anton, and he's supposedly like, you know, this big deal. I don't know if it's just cellists that he teaches, but like that's all they really show. Yeah, but it, they they make it seem like like in in the classical music world, like in the orchestra or orchestrative orchestral world specifically, like string and maybe just string instruments. But regardless, like he's the shit, and like anyone will, you know, take his opinion and use it as fact like who he likes everyone should like everyone he hates they should hate etc etc he's basically the regina george oh my god he's totally he's the regina george of uh the string instrument world right um this is also the production company associated with this is miramax which is the same company that brought you scream mm. so as soon as I saw Miramax show up, I was like, oh, man, this has potential. Because I don't think they've done a successful horror movie in a really long time. So I was very excited to see that. So Charlotte's mom passes away. It's been 10 years since she's been really in touch with Anton and his wife, uh, Paloma. So uh, she finds out that they are in Shanghai with his new star cellist because she used to be like his favorite pupil. And now he has this new young lady named Lizzie, uh, played by Logan Browning. And as soon as she shows up, it's like eyeball daggers. She is eyeballing this girl up and down, 
wants to fucking fight her for, you know, alpha female status. Well, like, yes, but they're also totally having eye sex. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. 100%. And I was like, this is the kind of chemistry that is not brought to mainstream anything ever. Yes. It's, It's usually like an indie film, like. Um, I think it's called The Color of Blue. That was like a big thing on Netflix that all the lesbians were into. Mm. I didn't watch it because I don't have time for that kind of shit. Neither did I. I did not know about this thing that you were discussing, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's on the Netflix. It's not a horror movie, but it's on the Netflix. Uh Um, So they're they're doing the eye sex and then they ended up they end up leaving, doing going to the club, doing the actual sex. Oh, yeah. They have the real sex after the eye sex. There's so much boob. So don't watch this with your parents. I mean, you know, everyone has boobs. Everybody has boobs, but just, I don't know, maybe because I'm old school and watching sex scenes with anything near my parents makes me uncomfortable. That's understandable. I get that. (laughs) Um, So they do the actual sex after the eye sex, and then they're like, uh, Logan Browning is taking a couple days off. She's doing a little backpacking, taking some time for her since she's been basically been Anton's bitch for how long? I don't know. For at least like it sounds like probably at least ten years, right? Like um, I think it was a little because when you're going through it, she's saying that like the first day that she saw Charlotte was the day that she was coming into the academy and right. Charlotte was leaving. Yeah. So they, Charlotte's a little bit older than her. Yes. So they're I, like, well let's like backpack together. Yeah, and I would I would say Charlotte's probably like a little bit younger than she's probably like she she's either younger than both of us, so like in her like mid twenties, or or she's like around probably thirty ish. You know what I mean? The way it looked to me, because I am almost 30 as a 29 uh-huh. year old homo yeah. to me she looked about 30 yeah. and lizzie could have been in her mid-20s yeah i she had that I, baby yeah. face to her yeah because like either way lizzie's definitely younger and like has done nothing but ch- uh being a chalice for her entire life and she's like i'm taking two weeks off we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna go backpacking and like experience the world and i'm like bitch if i had two weeks off for the first time in forever my first thought is not let me go backpacking across asia but that's just me i would like uh, go to disney world um i would also maybe take a day or two and do nothing right and like also i'm pretty sure all of this is like on antine antine anton's dime so like live it up, biatch. Like go to a fucking like steakhouse. Like you're in uh, Shanghai. Yes, um, it sounds go, like my kind of vacation. Go to a steakhouse. Let somebody to, else pay for it. Go to a fucking steakhouse, and if someone else is paying for it, you get the biggest steak. You get motherfucking a cream spinach and a baked potato, and then uh, you read my mind about the baked potato though. Oh yeah, and then because it's not on your dime, when they say, "Do you want to see the dessert menu?" You say, "Yes, I do," and then you take the whole cheesecake to go. Oh, the cheesecake <laughs> there might be some type of like brownie sundae situation because it's a steakhouse like live it up and then like you know if you do get the cheesecake and you're like eh, it was okay cheesecake but i wish i had better cheesecake then fucking go to the cheesecake factory and get <sighs> some fucking cheesecake 
read my mind. That Cheesecake Factory is the fucking devil. Let me tell you. Literally, I mean, it's it's a cheesecake actual factory because they're Uh... like they're they're pumping those shits out, but they're high quality goods. And like, if I don't come back from a two week vacation that I haven't been on one in years, like at least fifteen pounds heavier, I didn't do it right. And that's just me. So that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, so they're doing the backpack thing, right? Yeah, that's happening. That. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the whole time this is happening, uh, they had gotten drunk the night before, and that's a very important thing to pay attention to. Yes. Um, so they gotten drunk the night before, and, uh, Charlotte's like, you know, hair of the dog that bit you the night before. So they do a little day drinking, yeah. and they go to the bus depot, and they get their bus ticket, which... To be honest, if it were me and I was backpacking, I would not be bussing anywhere. Especially if someone else was paying for it. Sorry. And, like, again, like, I totally get wanting to, like, absorb the literal local culture of a place. But, like, at the same time, I think I would have the foresight to be, like, I have lived in the lap of luxury since I was literally a child, prepubescently. Um... I think it would be a super culture shock if you're suddenly, you know, like, quote, slumming it and traveling like the locals. Um, Not to say that I'm a prissy bitch, but, you know, like. In this situation, I I was just kind of off put by their motive transportation because in the grand scheme of everything that they had it didn't make any sense right and like also where were you going they had no idea where they were going they were just right. like oh we're gonna get a bus ticket and go to the next place whatever i would i would never not have some type of plan so the, no that gives my, me too much anxiety yeah there's just these are my gripes because of me being an anxious person but also the other really important thing to keep in mind is that Lizzie is, like, super hungover, and not only did they have hair of the dog, but Charlotte's like, oh, have some of my um, painkillers, because you probably need them. And then, because Lizzie is a child who's never really, you know, drunk before, um, drink, drunk, drinking, whatever the past is, um... She keeps asking for more and more painkillers, which not a smart decision for your liver, but no, uh, just drink more water. Yeah, I suppose she's young and um, she won't die per se. But um, like, yeah, I again, you know, obviously there's a reason that Charlotte keeps giving Lizzie the painkillers and that will be exposed later on in the plot of this movie. In but, literally, like, five minutes. Yeah, but, like, I would have cut her off at some point. But. Yeah, I would have been like, no, 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 no. Like, just drink more water, you'll be fine. But, like, before they even get to the bus station, like, she's starting to feel a little yucky. Like, oh, yeah. maybe just hungover. She's... But, like, okay, so at the recital where Anton was recruiting his new superstar, there, one of the parents started, like, barfing up some gross... Um, and they were, yeah. weren't they saying something about there being like a virus going around because yeah. they were in Shanghai and there's like a lot of people per capita. There was like a virus and I think he was like basically 
coughing up blood, which makes it sound like like something along the lines of like um uh the black plague or something like that you know like right it was very okay uh, so when i was when i got to that part i was like oh man this is gonna be like some weird zombie movie that's where i thought it was going like like it was very much like um nicole kidman's character in moulin rouge like she pulls the napkin away and there's Uh, blood there she has the Um, consumption she has the consumptions um and yeah, so that so that that guy was like coughing, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" Like is, the virus is spreading, and and um, yeah. So anyway, so Lizzie thinks that she has gotten that because she's feeling so gross, and she um, is barfing up some bright green bile. Yeah, gross. Um, she's on the bus, and she's like, "I need to get off this bus right now." And they're like, "Okay, well, we'll get you off the bus." And she's like, "No, no, no! I'm gonna shit my pants right here, right <laughs> yeah. now." Yeah, which like, I'm glad that she was. Um, I'm glad that she was like, f- like fully forward and honest with that, because like, and uh, they were pretty graphic about it too. I haven't seen too many movies where the female protagonist is like, "Listen." I'm going to shit. I'm going to shit right now. Oh, yeah. No, she was she was like, I don't think you understand. Like, it's coming. Like, it's <laughs> I can't hold it. It's it's not a good look. So then she's like scurrying off the bus. Yeah. Hurriedly. And I felt so much pain for her at this point in, my, in, in the film. I was like, oh, my God, she is not going to make it. She's going to poop her pants. So this whole time, Charlotte is being like a total mom because she had to take care of her sick mom for 10 years. Uh-huh. So she inherently just kicks back into that mode. Yeah. And Lizzie's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Charlotte's like, it's OK. Like, I got it. You know, it's not a big deal. So yeah. Lizzie's peeing out of her butt on the side of the road in China. Right. Yeah. Uh and then the bus driver basically kicks them off, like, fuck you, I don't want... I, no, we're not dealing with this. Um, so they throw all their stuff off the bus, so they're, like, walking around. They're, like, they would be hitchhiking if there was any any people around, but they're not. So they make it to this one little area, and Lizzie starts barfing, and... She was like, uh, Charlotte's like, oh my god, why is your skin crawling? Like, there are bugs in your vomit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? And Lizzie is freaking out. She's like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? Um, so at that point, Charlotte's like, okay, the only thing you can do, you know what you have to do, pulls out a fucking butcher knife from inside of her coat. Yeah, which, like, you had that this whole time, bitch. Um, she had it, they, cause they do a, like, a quick flashback and they show that she pulls it off the wall from wherever they went for breakfast before they got on the bus station. And the whole time I was like, listen, I know those aren't ibuprofen. Something's happening and she's trying to sabotage her career for real. So she hands her the fucking butcher knife. Lizzie cuts off her own hand, actually cuts it off. Not like hallucination cutting it off. Because like, actually. The, like, actually, her hand is detached from her body. Um, fast forward. I don't know. They don't really tell you how long. But she shows up at the back off uh, academy, which is where Anton is a 
instructor. He's the guy. I guess he's like the proprietor, you know? Well, yeah, because he says that like it was his grandfather's and then it was his his father's and then it was his. Mm-hmm. So it was like a family tradition that he's the person that runs it. And she shows up there and I guess she had kind of been missing and they didn't know where she was. But Hashtag didn't really bother looking for her because they have this new little Asian child that they can turn into a cello prodigy. Uh, so yeah. she shows up and she doesn't have a hand. It's real. She actually cut her hand off. Um, and they're like, mm, sorry, we can't really help you anymore because you're of no use to us. Yeah, they're dicks. Big so, dicks. yeah, she's a big dick. They're all big dicks. So then Lizzie basically goes on, like, a revenge I'm looking for Charlotte situation. So they're like, oh, great. This is going to be, like, a weird, like, a uh, female versus fe- spy versus spy kind of yeah. thing where they're, like, fighting each other. And she shows up at Charlotte's house and, like, Kicks her ass. And then Charlotte's like, just kidding. Like, listen. Just listen to me for five minutes. Let me tell you all the reasons why I did this to help you. And she's like, what the fuck? You, like, ruined my entire life. You took my hand off. She's like, no. I didn't ruin your life. It was actually Anton that ruined your life. And she's like, no, no, no. Anton's done nothing but try and help me. And she's like, no, listen. (laughs) Listen. That's the PTSD talking because you blocked it out of your memory. But Anton is a giant, gross child raper. Oh, he's real gross. Um, so in the process of that occurring, they're like talking it out. And, uh, so then Lizzie kidnaps Charlotte, puts her in the trunk, drives back to Anton's like, Hey, look, I brought you a present. And, um, that's pretty much when all the flashbacks start happening for Charlotte within the walls of, uh, Bakoff Academy where she's like, Hey, like all the things you did to me are like really fucked up and like those were rape that's not something that i ever consented to and this is when you kind of find out that this movie is not a zombie movie or like somebody trying to ruin somebody else's career out of jealousy it's actually a rape revenge movie a lot like i spit on your grave but better yeah and uh, um i will say i was quite impressed and surprised at how directly they addressed that these girls had been raped, you know, multiple, multiple times by this man as essentially punishment for not playing the music to perfection, the perfection. Oh, that's where our title comes from. We get it now. But like, they were just it, they were very forward with discussing the rape and um i respect that a lot because this is the kind of media that we need right now um and not just now but like always but specifically right now because hashtag america um and it was just very well done And I I don't think that someone who has unfortunately gone through an experience like that um, would find it, um, what is the word I'm looking for, Uh, disrespectful in any way. And it has the potential to be very triggering for some people. Sure. 
uh, and with that in mind, you know, viewer discretion is advised. Don't watch it if that's something that you can't handle watching. They don't show any acts of violence towards women, but the topic is discussed. So keep that in mind if you're planning on watching this. Um, there is some blurry full frontal male nudity, which I was not a fan of. I was like, that's gross. You are a gross old man. Um, and, you know, so he has Charlotte play in front of his new Asian prodigy with the accompaniment of her other two rapists in tow, just hanging out as per usual. Yeah. Which was like a weird thing to watch too, because their role in the situation wasn't exactly clear, but you are left to surmise that perhaps these other two men were like his henchmen. And those are the guys that actually assaulted them. Question Uh mark. I think they, I think all three of them probably assaulted the girls because it very much seemed like not only like a team effort, but also um, like they were familiar with what was going on, you know? Correct. Correct. Um, My, my question was like, did, did the two henchmen serve their purpose in lieu of Anton having to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, uh, Lizzie is there. She is looking super fly in her lady suit um, with her little little baby one arm in a sling. Uh, and so she, like, serves all the gentleman beverages. JK, they're all fucking spiked. Mm. Um, bad things happen in a really good way. And um, there is a pretty good fight scene. Between uh, Charlotte, Lizzie, and Anton. Um, yeah. So yeah, let let's just like let's finish this off really quick, and then I have gripes that are essentially where the library will be opened because I have questions. Um, That's fine. Um, quickly, they kill Paloma. They stab her in the back. Um, my. Uh, the other thing was, like, so she's, pl- uh, Charlotte is playing in front of Anton and Co. Uh, with the Asian young girl. I think her name is Jen Lee or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, well, if you fuck up, I'm not going to do it to you. I'm going to do it to her. So she is super fucking anxious and she's trying to play her best. She hasn't played in, like, a really long time other than... When she played the duet concert recital thing with Lizzie in Shanghai. And I think she even said that was like the first time she like really picked up a cello in like 10 years or something. Like mm-hmm. since her mom got sick. And the whole reason she left on top of her mom getting sick was the perpetual abuse. But she was able to use her mom getting sick as her out. So, um, spoiler alert, Anton dies. But, oh no, he doesn't die. But something really great happens. Well, right. You uh, think he dies. Oh, but he don't die. Um, uh, Lizzie and Charlotte are, like, kicking his ass throughout the whole entire place. How the, like, kids in the academy didn't hear what was going on, I don't know. Um, thick walls, I guess. Or, like, somebody uh, else even there? Like, who knows? We don't know. I would think they would have to. I think it's, like, a room and board situation. Because it's, like, a... 
you know, Professor X Academy for gifted, talented mutant youth, um, gifted youngsters. So, uh, the really gross scene happens where Anton stabs Charlotte in the arm. Yeah, that was. Uh, it got yeah. me. I was like, nope. Even because like Liam re- like rewound it because we were having a discussion about the upcoming spoiler of what happens to her arm. And I was like, there's no way that could have happened. And she's like, no, hold on, let me rewind it. And you could see right. it. I was like, nope, yuck, right. nope, so, I don't like it. And, and, and yeah, so yeah. Um, Oof. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that because yes, I have I have thoughts as a medical professional. Is it medically accurate? Well, that's what I'm saying, but we'll get back to that because I think that's more suited for reading this to Phil. So anyway, um, so like, yeah, so, so they, like, because, so, so at that point, because, because Charlotte's like, oh, my arm, and you think they're not going to win now. And it's like, how is this man going to overpower two women? Again. Right. And then Lizzie ends up like basically taking like, um, like a really big, like hunkin, like butcher knife, and just smacking it in his neck, and he obviously falls over. And they're like, "Okay, we're done here." Um, and then the ending part, I was not expecting. No, not at all, but it was, to me, it was beautifully constructed. It was artistic. And Uh, I, again, I don't mean to kiss this film's ass, but, like, this is an art piece. Oh, it's totally an art piece. I just, like, and and I suppose this was probably the actual intention, but the end, like, the last minute of the movie for me is so queasy and... um, creepy and weird that it 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 unsettled me it unsettled me and then in my brain when i was watching what was happening spice girls two became one to become one was playing in my head oh gross (laughs) yuck oh but yeah so so basically long story short because of charlotte's injury to her arm um she had it amputated up to like the basically almost to her shoulder? shoulder which seemed a little excessive to me yeah it seemed excessive to me too and then obviously we know that lizzie lost a hand so basically this put them in a position where they could be one really fantastic celloist together and the last parting moments of this movie is the two of them coming into the like chapel hall thing where only the really talented girls get to play. Um, And they both walk on. You see that Charlotte chopped off a lot of her hair. um, And she's all like, rah, rah, I'm fierce now with my one arm. Bitch, come at me. What the fuck you going to do about it? Oh, sorry. Backtrack. The hair thing. Yeah. The hair throughout the movie was a wig. Remember, there was the wig reveal where she pulled her wig off and her hair was already really short because she spent, they were kept doing flashbacks of her being in the mental institution and shaving her head bald for those electrodes. Right. There we go. There we go. 
Never mind. I was incorrect. You are right. Yes. Yeah, so, no, you so, weren't incorrect. It was, uh, I totally forgot about that part. No, right. But so, yes. Yeah, so, so that was her own hair. She did not cut it off. She had taken a wig off because <laughs> it was all cut off before. But anyway, snatched. snatched. So because they're lovers and because they're probably like in a relationship now, they basically sit on each other's lap. Or they get a piano bench. Oh, <laughs> put it long ways. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But so, I don't so know like either. They they sit down and basically Lizzie is doing all of the string work and Charlotte is doing all of the bow work. And it's almost erotic, but oh, absolutely. In a really super creepy way. And then the camera spins around and you see that they didn't actually let Anton die. What they ended up doing was cutting off all four of his limbs, um, doing like a really bad, like hacked, like stitching job on all of them. And then they also stitched his eyes and mouth closed. And he's basically being kept alive by liquid nutrition that is that is going through an IV through his nose and so like I totally get that this this have you ever seen the movie boxing Helena no I can't say I have do you recommend it I would recommend it because it's definitely a unique experience but it's a movie from the 80s I believe basically this this doctor who is mentally unstable is obsessed with this woman and he concocts this scheme where she gets in a car accident that puts her in a wheelchair and then he essentially abducts her and um, at first she doesn't realize it. She thinks that she's like having at-home treatment with a private doctor Um, and he's basically like talking her into getting her legs amputated because they are like bad, you know, like, oh, you got into this accident, da 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 da. Um, and basically when he can't convince her of this, because she's in the wheelchair, he basically takes advantage of that and his obsession warps and long story short, he ends up cutting off all of her limbs. So Ugh. she so she can't go anywhere. She can't run away. Um and and so she's basically this like torso in a box and hence the name boxing Helena um but it was very much that where like they cut off all his limbs he can't go anywhere um he's probably like in a constant state of like partial death but also like a ton of pain I could only imagine and like he can't like, he can't talk, he can't see, so all he can do is hear this music, and they're basically using what he made his life on to torture him now. Um, but also, obviously, they felt like this was the punishment that he deserved for raping underage girls, which I can't completely disagree with, Um but, like, also at the same time, like, why didn't they just cut his dick off or something? Do you know? Um, maybe because, like, I don't know. I feel like dick chopping is just kind of, like, the standard go-to. Is it, like, it's been done before? Like, it's... Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I 
forget what movie it was, but somebody got their their cock and balls shot off with a shotgun, and I was like, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm really into rape revenge films if I don't have to see the actual gratuitous violence towards women. Mm-hmm. Like, Less House on the Left would be infinitely better if they don't show a, show yeah. a rape scene. That movie is very... The original. Very... Very well done, but very uncomfortable because it was done well. Um, It is banned from my household. I can understand that. I totally get that. I mean, I, I think it's definitely different for me because I am a cis white man. Um, yeah. Not that, does not, not that that does not mean I can't get raped, but the chances of that, especially given my height and stature, are probably statistically not as high. You're really hard to kidnap. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we've already had this discussion. Someone trying to kidnap me would have a really hard time with that because Just... <laughs> I don't fit into I don't fit easily into small spaces. <laughs> if you're trying to kidnap him, just offer him Cheesecake Factory. He, he will come with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> but um, Cheesecake Factory in a mystery van, sign me up. I mean, um, yeah, I I would be intrigued by that. Um, <laughs> it's like the uh, old school cartoons with like the the cookie under the box with the stick. Oh my god! <laughs> with the string. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, where were we going? Boxing Helena. Uh, it reminds me of what they did to him. Um. So, so I guess my question to you is: so that's the end of the movie. That is the recap of this movie. Now let's get into some more pressing discussion the library is open um get your reading glasses on because reading is fundamental i feel like we have to say that especially during pride month so i'll say it one more time put your reading glasses on because reading is what fundamental so anyway with the fun and fundamentals of reading okay so (laughs) So the thing is uh uh-huh what's your thing tell me um i've heard mixed reviews about this movie uh-huh. And the only thing that I can gather about the mixed reviews about this movie is that, as you were saying, cis white males don't oh. necessarily understand no, they don't. The, the power yeah. and impact that this movie has on women. And thusly, they're very dismissive about it. Yeah. And that's that's the general consensus I've gathered from, you know, the online reviews I've seen of, you know, they're generally white men. I was going to say, guess guess what most movie critics are. Straight white men. So, um, not surprised by that. But I definitely really enjoyed this movie. I didn't watch it with Arthur, and I already told him that he needs to watch it. So I will certainly rewatch it with him when he watches it. Because I know he will love it too, as to gay men who are raging feminists. Um, this movie is so feminist that it hurts my body. Yeah, it's really, it's just, and also it's really well made. It's like very, like the the word that I can, I feel like is the best descriptive word. It's very clean. Oh, it's so clean. Um, it uses a lot of really nice warm tones as opposed to like the, the blues and cool tones that they use in like the ring and shit like that. Right. Um, it's almost it's, the opposite of that. It's like yeah. very warm. Yeah. It's very warm. It's very vibrant. They even go on to, like, when they're talking about, like, that room that they're performing the perfection in. There's yeah. a lot of, like, mahogany and yellows and, like, 
and even they're... when they're backpacking through China, there's sunshine. It's not gloomy. It's a very different atmosphere as opposed to most other films of the same nature. Yeah, I was and, I, and say... I don't mean to keep going back to it, but like I spit on your grave, middle of the woods, cool tones. Right. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Like there's nothing. There's nothing about that. Like because a lot of horror movies use the cooler darker tones to you know give the creepy like dead vibe and this is definitely the opposite of that and in many ways that makes sense to me because this is like two women taking back their lives from an oppressor um but it also like the warm tones also have a very um regal feel to them and i think that's very smart in this movie because it's not only about women taking back their power from an oppressor who feels like they have power over them. It's also about like all of that cockamamie bullshit of like how you gain power and therefore money and live opulently. And then like how you stay there is through backstabbing and being a gross motherfucker. Um, and like all of, all of the settings are very much like, rich in some way um so i thought that was really cool um anyway my question to you do you feel like what charlotte and lizzie did to anton is what he deserved (laughs) um as a woman who okay let's (laughs) it's a very convoluted situation as a woman who has experienced sexual assault i am 150 percent on board but i feel like this is a unique brand of revenge because one you're totally fucking up the guy that fucked your whole life up two you're taking back the thing that you, you care the most about which was your music And you're throwing it in his face. And he's forced to just be, you know, like a potato person in a wheelchair. Like, just fully encapsulating everything. All the torture that he put these young girls through as a grown man. Okay. See, so when you put it like that, because I, again, am a cis white male who is gay, but still, I appreciate a lot of the advantages I have in my life. Um, And I've been lucky enough to not be sexually assaulted in any way by anyone throughout my life. And I don't think I fully understood the ending until you just described it the way you did. Because now that you explained it that way, I don't have any question about if it was the right thing to do or not, because that makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, Also, I feel like it needs to be addressed that cis white males who dismiss this ending as being kind of meh are coming from that as from a place of privilege. And also even partially probably a place of fear, like could this happen to me? Because I mean, potentially, yes. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, I don't, 
obviously the intended audience for this is anyone who would appreciate it. And as with anything else in this world, um, you, you connect the most with what you feel yourself reflected in. And this movie is not about the men. It's about the women. So, Especially because there's only three men in this whole movie. And two of them don't really matter. Yeah. Um, um, they never show father figures for either of the women. Other than Anton. Yeah. Um, the w- other women figures that they do show are portrayed as weak. Oh. Because, because Paloma is subservient to Anton to the upteenth degree. Uh, I love how they showed her peeing herself after she got stabbed. That brought me so much joy. <laughs> it was just a, such a delicate touch that, hi, I'm pretty sure that's medically accurate because... Oh, no. That part definitely is because as soon as you're in like a life or death situation, and even beyond that, if you're dying, all your muscles are relaxing. So, you know, it's you're, not... You're avoiding un- everything. Yeah, you're avoiding the things from all the places. So that... I... My uncle used to be an EMT, uh-huh. and um, he used to do—he used to be an EMT for uh, Route seventy-eight and eighty. Oh, and he, yeah, so he had a near fatal car accident that he got called to, and um, the guy was a limo driver, and he was hit by a semi. Oh my god! And they had to use the jaws of life to pull him out, and the guy was. Like, by the grace of whatever is in the universe, this guy pretty much made it out basically unscathed. Probably, you know, cuts and bruises and shit like that. But, like, he wasn't paralyzed. None of that. No internal damage. And my uncle told this story. And he was, like, when we were pulling this guy out, he's, like, I'm really sorry, but I totally shit my pants. And my uncle was, like, listen, you just got hit by a fucking semi-truck. If you didn't shit your pants, I don't know what would have happened. Like, I'd be amazed yeah like you don't have to apologize for that no 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 yeah no sir yeah you get a pass you're totally fine you know so like that i'm assuming that is medically accurate you pee your pants when you get stabbed in the back i mean or anywhere like i'm pretty sure that you know she 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 was just like holy shit i'm dying you know um i mean maybe maybe not maybe they like got her in the spinal cord and it just whoop she was just like a yeah. You know what I mean? Because there was no um, verbal acknowledgement, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, that in itself is definitely medically accurate. But going back to Charlotte's, like, arm wound. Blech. So, my, it's questionable. Because, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm a genetic counselor. I'm a medical professional. But he is one man with, like, did he even have a knife? Like, did he? Didn't he basically have like a fireplace poker or something? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But it was something along those lines because he wouldn't have had a knife. Okay. It was something that he grabbed in reflex, like in the room. Right. So, so either way, that one man already being injured was never, mm-hmm. in any sense of the word, going to be strong enough to not only stab Charlotte through her arm all the way to the outside of the other side of her arm. Oh God, even you talking about it is way too much. But like, <laughs> okay, so so then very quickly, but then she also like, he basically like 
Oh, he dragged the knife through. Yeah, like like he was filleting her arm. Oh, he totally did. And I was like, if that's not medically accurate, it's so gross. It's so gross either way, but... So I I don't think it's medically accurate. I don't think that he would have enough strength to do that, especially with the weapon he had. I don't care how sharp of a knife you had, if it was a knife. Like, I don't see that happening. But also, Charlotte's reaction of, ow, my arm, I feel like she would have been screaming in so much more pain. Because you know how many fucking nerve fibers he just destroyed? Uh, All of them. But also... Along those lines of, um, ow, my arm, she might not have been screaming because she might have been in, uh, like, super high adrenaline and also shock. I mean, that is very, very, uh, true. That, that's a really good point. Either way, like, that was the one moment that took me out of the action because I was like, wait, what had just happened? Because, like, I totally, yeah. get, I totally get they were like, all right, we have to give her an injury where she loses her arm. Um, but, oh, that was gross. It was gross. I don't know. Anyway, if there's any doctors out there, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that was gross. It gave Uh, me the yucks. It was certainly the yucks that I had. Very seldomly am I even, I watched this earlier in the week and I had texted you prior to us, uh, doing our episode for high tension and it was like <laughs> i'm going to put to a vote to the gay council that we do this instead because it is beautiful and that's the only thing i can tell you about it without giving anything away yeah no it was it was it was really great i'm glad we chose it especially because the one thing that i did see online when i googled it which i thought was great was um especially in a lot of queer horror spaces this movie is blowing up because they're talking about how good of a uh, representation of the lesbian community it is. Um, and I think the reason that is like a lot of horror movies specifically, like if you're gay or you're lesbian, you know, um, it's like, that's who you are. That is your character. You are the lesbian. You are the butch woman. Or, like, you are gay. You're an effeminate man. And, like, the lesbianism in this movie was just there. It was not really an overall arching plot point in any way. Like, it's just two women who really fucking thought that they were attractive and clearly had chemistry. And I think in the beginning, Charlotte was using that um, to have everything work out in the way she wanted to. Um, but I think by the end of this movie, when they're like sitting down to play the music for Boxing Helena Anton. Um, <laughs> Boxing Anton? Boxing Anton. Um, like they they clearly had created such a bond because they were both survivors and thrivers of the same harassment Um and and uh, not just harassment, but um, uh, abuse that like they they had formed like such a close bond. And that's also why I think the end scene is so sexually charged because like they have this bond now, like they, they're they're probably like actually super duper in love. Um, but it was never like it was it was never made a point that like 
these are lesbians. They like women and are women. Like No, it, it was so sexually subtle. Even the... Like even, uh, go for it. Go. go, go, I, was go. Say, like, I was gonna say, like, even in the beginning, like, um, I mean, I went into this movie already having it colored that it was a movie that featured lesbians. Um, so I guess I already knew that part. But, like, when Charlotte first got to Shanghai and was going to the party at that conservatory where Lizzie was and all that stuff, like, you see them looking at each other from across the room. And, like, at first, it was nothing about, like, them being attracted to each other. I think the first time there was, like, a major mic drop was when they were sitting there during the actual recital and they were sitting next to each other. And Lizzie was, like, trying to be, like, cool and suave. And she was, like, telling Charlotte to look at the parents who were standing on the side and how the two individuals were having an affair. And then she basically said, like, watch where the woman's hand goes. And, like, she very slowly moves her hand over to this guy's crotch. And then Lizzie, like, really suavely leans over to Charlotte, like, super close. And she's, like, you know, um, watching and spying on them, like, that makes me wet. And it was like, oh, okay, girl. Right. And that's not something that's ever... It's One, it's never addressed again in the entire film. Um, their relationship... You Just see it is. develop in a different way, and it may even be be because of their shared trauma that brings them together in a more close, more meaningful <laughs> relationship versus what's just inherently sexual that, you know, the cis male community really wants to see. Um, but, I mean, even the sex scenes, singular, that occur... It's very artfully done. It's not like it's not shot like a porn. You know what I mean? It's shot like an art piece, right? And it's like it's like it's respectful. And it's very um, respectful. And 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 going back to your point of the white cis male, um, like a lot of especially like machismo horror movies and all that. Like if there's lesbians in them, they're there to get the men riled up. Like yeah 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 yeah. Right. Um, and this was more of a, like, maybe not at the beginning, but it ended up being more of a love story than, like, uh, these are blatantly lesbians so that the guys can get off kind of thing. Right. Um, right. Which I think was really well done. But they did also have a female writer. So she probably helped curb the two other men. Be like, hey, tone it down. Yeah. Good on you, Nicole Schneider. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <coughs> Nicole right. Schneider. So, I don't know if I have anything else to read about this movie because my main qualm was the arm injury. Um, uh, yeah. And then, like, so, okay, so without seeing the rest of the movie, the other thing that I was like, what the fuck is going on is when Lizzie is basically tripping balls <laughs> and oof, yeah. They're already off the bus. And they're walking along the road. And there's that part right before she chops off her arm where she's like, 
what is happening to me. There's things crawling under my skin. And like she barfs again. And there's like literal bugs that have gone from larva to like actual flies and stuff. Um, like I get, it was just, it was so jarring. Oh, especially when she pukes on the bus window and she's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it was like larva all over the place. I mean, I mean, yeah, because like you just gave this what hundred and twenty five pound woman like fifteen of your mom's horse tranquilizers that your mom just died of cancer or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I guess from aspect, my point here is I don't know how much of a horror movie this is, as more of like a very horror heavy psychological thriller. Um, but I still think that it's more of a horror movie than not. Um, I would have to agree. I was on the fence about it, but, like, again, the subject matter reminds me of, like, uh, like, I Spit on Your Grave and, and Last House on the Left, and those are categorized as horrors, even though they are rape revenge films. Yeah, it's very much a, re- it's very much a revenge film, but you don't even really know that until, like, the last 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially, oh, and there, okay. The other thing that I'm going to bring up is like, I'm going to, I'm just going to rip the band aid off real quick. There was a part in the movie where you don't know that Charlotte and Lizzie are in cahoots and Lizzie is quote unquote going to rape her with her arm that doesn't have a hand. Yeah, with her stump. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. say stump. <laughs> but she was like, just so you know, this is going to hurt. And it's like, oh my god, I want out. I want out right now. And luckily it didn't actually happen because it was all a ruse. It was all an elaborate ruse. Mm-hmm. Luckily Ooh. the poison kicked in and those two guys dropped dead. Um, and then they just go from there. Dead. But like, th- that whole part was like, it was very Ooh. jarring because like now you're seeing how everything worked when they were kids. Like, they were in that chair. They were chained to that stage. Yep. And when they didn't do something that uh, Anton liked, the chains, the chains would spread them and the chair would go back and bad things would happen. Yep. And I'm like, it was just, it was very skeevy. It was um, very skeevy. But also, I would like to address that Yay for these people who wrote this and actually made, you know, visibility for people with disabilities that aren't just victims, because that's a a thing that happens a lot. I mean, that's also true. And like, not just disabilities that you're born with, but disabilities that you acquire in life. And right. um, I mean, I could not even fathom cutting off my own hand. Oh, no, especially Uh, under all those drugs, man. Yeah. I don't know what kind of drugs they were under. Or I don't know what kind of drugs she was on, but I don't want any of those. Yeah, yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, no, th- no, thank you. No, thank you. I, I would say, you know, like overall, uh, I feel like this is a very, this is like an onion of a movie, very much so. Yeah, or uh, is it like a Sunday? <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's layers. But the cherry on top is that final scene, I'm just saying. Okay, so let, let's say it's a Sunday. So both have layers. Um, <laughs> I, I set you up for that really great Shrek joke. You're welcome. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> you did. 
They both have layers. I didn't even understand what was going on until you pointed it out. But, um... Not mad at it. You know. Um... And it, like, it resonates on many levels. Um, obviously, there's the rape situation, which, again, like, I don't know how many movies really, like, have the characters multiple times say out loud for everyone to hear the word rape. Like, they openly discuss, like, you guys were raped. Like, Charlotte is like, Lizzie, you were raped. Um, and she's like, no, Anton loved us. And she's like, no, that's not what love is. Love is yeah. not hurting somebody because you feel like it. Yeah, like, that was very cool. And um, so there's that layer. There's the layer of, like, just this, like, competitive music world, which is, like, very much a real thing. Oh, there's, it the, is. there's the layer of, like, living as a rich person and all of the things that can come with that when you gain power and how you keep it. Oh, money, mo problems. Oh, gross, gross, gross. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's very good. It was a good movie. Um, I'm really glad you liked it because I was a little afraid that you'd be like, no, this is terrible. No, I liked it a lot. And um, I mean, you told you texted me and said, I think I have a girl crush on Allison Williams. And I was like, that's fair. And then I realized, I was like, why do I have... Because like, it was almost... Like, the first moment where she had that, like, crazy eyes, like, when she looks up at the billboard of Lizzie when she first gets to Shanghai, and I was like, ooh, girl. And I was like, why do I already have, like, a crush on her? And then I realized, I forgot, she was the girlfriend in Get Out. But also, um, whatever that hairstyle is, that tiny little pixie bob or whatever, gorgeous. It looks excellent on her. Yeah, it does look real good on her. Um, and, like, I haven't seen any other of Logan Browning's work. But, number one, she's gorgeous. You haven't watched Dear White People? I haven't. You um, should... Uh, you and Arthur should sit down and have an afternoon of just watching a couple episodes because it really brings to light how shitty and terrible white people are, especially for trying to appropriate other people's cultures. Um, it hits all the buttons that I think you and Arthur as very accepting people would enjoy. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm very certain that it will. Um, it's a commitment. Like yeah. it's, you know, I think there's maybe two seasons, but it, it shows the dynamics of relationship of people. Um, in other communities, especially yeah. minorities, and how, um, you know, they've accepted one white person into their inner circle, inner circle, and you know, he tries to be as understanding as possible. But no matter how understanding he is and how much he loves Logan Browning, there's just such a cultural divide that he can't conquer. And I feel like it's such a unique love story in a way that's very like modern. It's Listen, it's it's worth a watch. It has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's all I'm going to say about Dear White People. Yeah, no, I I I think it's actually in our queue, because... Q, 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 Q. We have a habit of being like, oh yeah, we're going to watch this, and then we just, our queue builds up, and then we end up watching, like, Lone Order SVU. Um, Fair. You know, uh, even though, like, I really like that show, but I also 
fucking hate SVU so much. Like, I don't, I've never love-hated something more than Law & Order SVU. That's fair. I've also watched a lot of it, so I'm kind of like, meh, I'm jaded. It got to the point where some of it was just so repetitive that I just couldn't get behind it anymore. So I was like, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, no, we're up to the point where Olivia has her baby now um, because she adopted a baby, not because she actually had one herself, but she adopted a kid. And then there's like the new detectives, Rollins and Nick and that other one that I never remember his name. I like Uh, those guys a lot. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's still good. Um, yeah. After all these years. Um, okay, so do you want to jump to the pumpkin carving? We shall. How many pumpkins would you carve for this movie? I think I would probably actually give this a five. I'm going to 100% agree with you. This is, to me, a perfect score film. Yeah. Maybe because the score was perfectly done. I don't know. I feel like this is... Well, number one, this is the first movie that we are um, giving a perfect score to. There was one other one, and I can't remember what it was. Oh. All right. Maybe well, not. I don't I know. Don't I honestly don't remember. But anyway, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that we're giving it a ten out of ten. Um, and especially because nowhere else gave it near that good of a score. It's a really fucking good movie. Like, get over yourself. Ugh. Also, Allison Williams plays crazy real well. She she really does, and like, good on you, boo. Um, this got a collective score of around 70%, if I add all of these together. Well, Rotten, so- Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 77, Metacritic gave it a 60, IMDb gave it a 6.2, so about the same. All right, well, it definitely should get like at least a score in the high 80s from anyone, so y'all can go fuck yourself. Um, they deserve better than that. And um, we were rooting for you. Yeah, we were all rooting for you. So uh, fuck y'all. Okay. So with that, um, this has been. (laughs) What is this brought to you by? Letter Q for queer. (laughs) This has been brought to you by the letter L for lesbian. And I mean, technically, all of these are going to be brought to you by the letter Q for queer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Do we have? I, don't know. I guess that's really. I guess that's really it. I feel like we're having a really hard time with like ending this right now. We just want to keep talking about this movie. It was a really good movie, people. You should probably just watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, I probably want to watch it again, to be honest. Oh, I yeah. It'll be one of those that I'll come back to at some point and be like, yeah, this was good. Um, also, oh, the thing that we were talking about earlier, since it is Pride. Nick and I are going to put together a CDF Pride playlist. Yes. On the Spotify's? Yes, on the Spotify, because I don't have an Apple device at all. My wife just has a new iPhone, so she can go rate, like, and subscribe on the Apple iTunes iPod charts. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Well, Apple Pods? She better. No, it's, it's, it's Apple. 
it's Apple Podcasts. Um, like it's like it's not un, it's it's not wrong to call it iTunes, but like Apple Podcasts is its own app now. Um, oh yeah, because I remember when you used to when I had a iPod Touch, you used to have to go into the iTunes store and specifically go look for podcasts. You did, and you don't have to do that no more. Um, but yeah, no, if Leanne has an iPhone now, she better go give us a rating. Um, and also, anyone who listens on a semi-regular or regular basis, we would really super-duper appreciate if you could go give us a rating and um, a follow on a subscription is the word I was looking for on the Apple iTunes podcasts thing, because we currently have 12 ratings and that's pretty good. It is pretty good. And they all are five star and almost none of them were forced upon the people who gave them by us, which is good. Um, <laughs> almost none, maybe almost one or two. none. Um, I may have forced my husband, but you know, you do what you gotta. It doesn't count. No, it doesn't count at all. It's basically, you know, that's free labor. So, um, yeah, no, we would really appreciate it. We really want to get more ears, especially queer ears involved in our little spiel schlamazel here. And it would be amazing if before the end of Pride Month, we could have that number jump to, like, who knows what. But um, go give us that subscription and a rating. And I'm not saying you have to give us five stars. I'm just saying, please rate us. And I'm hoping it'll be a positive rating. Um, if you give us a one star, I want a, I want an answer. <laughs> yeah, no. If you do give us a one star, we might have to reach out to you and ask you why. <laughs> I would feel personally attacked. Um, um, what else are we missing? Nothing. That's it. Um, comment, rate, subscribe. You can always reach out to us on the Instagram, the Copulators Die First. You can always reach us at email by Copulators Die First at podcast.com. We are still looking for questions, comments, stories, etc. So we can do our first mini episode. No we, one. No I one think could. we're planning on doing our first mini episode with the girls at the worst. Um, but that's going to be in conjunction with camp season. So we're not oh. going to rush it. Yeah. Because remember, everyone, after Pride Month is over, we're all going to summer camp. So We're all going to summer camp. But I'm so excited because I've never been to summer camp. Me either. Uh, my, mom, my mom tried to offer because like, I was... I used to be really close with all my cousins because we were like less than a year apart. And um, she, she got sent to Bible camp one summer. And I was like super bummed out because we would spend all of our summers at the shore together. And my mom was like, but do you want to go too? Because I'll send you so you guys can hang out. And I was like, absolutely not. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, does not. I'll, compute. I'll enjoy my summer by myself. Don't need to go to Bible camp to be happy. Sorry. Nope. About I, I read a lot of books that summer. So I was plenty happy. Um, you were with, educated in yourself. Oh, I was. I was educating myself with gay literature. I think it was like one of the summers before I came out, to be honest. Yas, queen. Woo. So young gay me, um, soon to be old gay me, would like to wish everybody a happy pride. Um, be safe. Don't drink too much. If you're going to drink too much, call an Uber. Also stay hydrated. Took the words right out of my mouth. Stay mm -hmm. hydrated. 
um, and eat a lot because you're going to feel not good. It's hot out. Right. Um, and also don't stay out in the direct sun for too long. No, um, especially if you're on antidepressants because why, Nick? Oh, my God, because you are more likely to burn. And I know that from personal experience. But also, guess what? It's Pride Month. So if you want to be super gay and bring a parasol with you, Ugh. that's one way to keep yourself shielded from the sun. But that does not give you an excuse to not use suntan lotion. My wife is a, a literal ghost person, and she's the palest person I ever so if there's a parasol out there that I can find for link me because she would look damn cute with a little parasol I mean I have pictures of me with a parasol from last weekend because I borrowed one from our friend who has a parasol collection oh um, how unique <laughs> should I put that on Instagram sure yep do it all right well we're just gonna put lots of gay things on Instagram this um the this pride month so get ready for it um, if you weren't already overwhelmed by your homosexuality, you will be even more overwhelmed now. Um, also, uh, just realizing um, you can get Pride merch from our merch store. And the links to our merch store are in our homepage on Anchor. And um, I feel like we have a pretty nice collection of rainbow paraphernalia to choose from. And I can't wait till I'm not poor so I can buy more because the shirt I was wearing yesterday was my wife's and I stole it. I mean, um, I'm probably going to buy some as well at some point because I really like our little rainbow ghost friends. I think she got the extra soft cotton blend that we offer and it is so fucking comfortable. Yeah. I'm a sweaty fat bitch and I just want to be in like linen all the time i just want to be comfortable yeah so, sweaty fat I, bitch is a really good descriptor for me as well i just want to like i just want to use that as my instagram handle i wonder <laughs> oh no we should we should look into that and with that pumpkins oh, we'll see no. you next week keep on creeping on yeah and happy pride everybody bye bye bye, bye. bye.